Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, everybody, just go quiet. Whatever you're doing, I want you to take a second, and I want you to get really low so you're whispering, because... If you couldn't believe it, Hell in a Cell, WWE paper, <coughs> premium live event, it's this Sunday. And until last night's Raw, I don't think anybody would have known. And also, when we're talking about the general fan base, isn't it just ridiculous at the moment? It's like you wake up, you're like, oh, there's a wrestling pay-per-view. You go to bed, you wake up the next day, oh, there's a wrestling pay-per-view. They just keep on coming and I need some sleep. Hello, my name is Cyber One Culture. Thank you very much for joining me, as always. If you don't know, you have just clicked a video called Ups and Downs, where I'm going to take this, the finger of power, the fop, and if something's good, I'm going to go, woohoo, up, and if something is crap, I'm going to go, down. You will then argue with me in the comments. It's very important. We keep this relationship going. Otherwise, we'll all die. Let's up those dads. Right, we have to stop this because Becky Lynch opened up Raw this week and said that she knows the fans are just praying for her downfall when we do get to Hell in a Cell. And I was like, wait a minute, no. Because this is a thing in WWE now. If you're trying to get so-called heat, you just make something up and say it was the fans. The fans did it. Like eventually someone's going to come to the ring and they're going to go, you fans wanted my grandpa to fall down the steps. We were going to be like, Granddad, what is going on? So you do have to say things that are actually accurate to be a bad guy. Otherwise, why not make the whole thing up? And yes, this week, Becky was also dressed like a curtain. I don't know. She also told us that she collected enemies. And I've been thinking about that sentence ever since, going, well, that doesn't make any sense. And of course, when we do get to the weekend, she is going to become the champion again. I can't see it. She soon started insulting Oscar because, of course, she's going to be a part of that fight and the Empress of Tomorrow is having none of this. So she interrupted Becky Lynch. Bring it down. That is 81 in WWE and 130 interruptions in all of professional wrestling. What I think we're going to do is we'll get to the six-month period and then I'm retiring it. But seriously, it is just getting out of hand. Apparently, Oscar was only allowed to say all her buzzwords, which sucks. It's much more fun when she just goes off on one. But she is going to win the championship, and nobody's ready for Oscar. 
And before she could get much further than that, <laughs> Bianca Belair interrupted. So that is 82 in WWE and 131 overall. And Bianca is basically just done with all of this. She's done with you. She's done with me. She's done with your Auntie Jean. And she is going to get to Sunday. And she's going to kick all the ass. And then she's going to go and do something else. Vince decided this was the best time to take a swing at Bianca. But that didn't go well at all because the good guys cleared her out of the ring. This was very handy because our first match was going to be Bianca Belair versus Oscar. So we were able to segue into that. And look, all of this was fine. Did it really get me super pumped for Hell in a Cell? No. But on the download, that kind of sums up Raw in total. But I shall give it an up. So yes, we then did go into that match. And if it was me, I would have held it off for a little way down the line. Because I think you could have put that on pay-per-view. Uh, premium live event. What do I know? Look at me. The best part of all of this, though, is that Lynch stayed for commentary and at one point said she was a wizard because she had made Bianca Belair's title disappear at SummerSlam. And then I think her brain went, wait, no, 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 you can't do that. Chris Jericho is calling himself a wizard. So when they kept talking about it, all of a sudden she became the magician. Loved it. Otherwise, Bianca and Oscar did get loads of time, but this is what Raw has done to me now. I sat there and the whole time I was like, oh, it's going to end in a DQ, oh, it's going to end in a countdown, or oh, it's going to end in the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And you should never be watching this something's meant to be entertaining and worrying about stuff. It's ridiculous. There was still some really cool stuff, like when Belair went for the KOD, but Oscar was able to get out of it and looked like she injured her leg. Well, funnily enough, that didn't really tie into anything else because eventually, that's right, you guessed it, it was always going to be one of the three. Bianca Belair hit the most devastating move in all that sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up slash the backwards, and she won. So this finish is just all over wrestling at the moment, and we are going to discuss it later. But the reason this one gets away with it is because it's the first one on the show, and it's when you get to the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth ones when I start getting mad, because I'm like, why is nobody reading this script? And afterwards, Becky Lynch got in there, and she beat everybody up. And really, this is going to be one of the better matches when we get to the weekend. Mostly it was inoffensive, but also at least we're focusing on the Women's Championship, which is what we should be doing given that Roman Reigns is nowhere to be seen. He fell down the toilet. WWE's fantastic clock countdown was back after this, although this week it is not going to be looking at Cody Rhodes and instead was telling you when we're going to get the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Riddle. So you know what we do. Start the Simon Stopwatch, put five minutes on that thing. Let's see what's going to happen. It was then Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy taking on the Mysterios and Ezekiel. And I actually said out loud, haven't we done this before? And I actually have no recollection whether we have or haven't. But the fact I think it, this can't be good. We also didn't see Veer during this or at all during Raw. So why doesn't he care about Ray and Dominic anymore? And honestly, you could have written all this down on a piece of paper before you even saw the thing. Otis was being a powerhouse. Ray and Dominic would be like, oh, father and son. Kevin Owens hate Zeke. It is what it is. The 24-year-old child got beaten down for a while before he did make the hot tag to Ezekiel. And you could see Kevin Owens melting down the corner. Although it was KO that allowed this guy to win because he went to give him a super kick. Unfortunately, he hit Chad Gable instead, which is when Ezekiel kind of came in. And I think he's done this move before, but it stood out to me more this week. It's like a spinning suplex brain buster thing. And when he hit it, I was like, no way can that be his finish was. The idea was that Owens had just assisted his mortal enemy, which probably means KO will win when we do get to Sunday. Also, Chad Gable throughout this entire match must have said thank you around about 92,744 times. It's like when you play WWE 2K with a child and they find the taunt stick, they just keep hitting it over and over again. And you're like, honestly, would you please do anything else? So once again, this was all like, okay, 
but I couldn't help say to myself, this is meant to be getting me pumped for a premium live event. And it is not. I'm still going to give it an up. Somehow that was the first hour of Raw, so we needed something big for the start of hour two. So we brought out Cody Rhodes. Given that him and Seth Rollins have match three on Sunday, they needed to go big here and flub me, did they? Because for starters, Cody was like, look, there was someone who was a big fan of Seth Rollins when he was coming through the WWE ranks. And you know who that was. He was my father. That's right. Dusty Rhodes had said that Seth was going to go on to become a generational talent. And as far as the American nightmare is concerned, he's done it. This added something extra at WrestleMania because Cody knew he couldn't come back to WWE and lose. And he was victorious against Rollins, but Seth hasn't been able to handle this, and ever since, he has gone off the rails. Rhodes went on to say that Rollins is an egomaniac, and even though he respects him in this life, when they step inside that sale, he is going to release all of his self-control. Seth Rollins going to get hurt. This is when Seth interrupted, so that is 83 in WWE, 132 overall, and he made it very clear that when he heard Cody Rhodes was coming back to the world wrestling entertainment, doesn't make any sense, he wanted to like him, but all Cody does is pander to the audience, and he's sick of it. Is that time to go inside a baseball, because he said, the real reason I despise you is because years ago you left this place, you and your friends started mucking around and tried to tear down the structure that I was trying to build, and now you've come back because you weren't able to do it. I was like, oh baby, here we go. So for those that are second guessing it, yes, he's talking about AEW, that was the point here. And he also said, you don't get to break the throne with the sledgehammer and then come back and try and take that throne for me. So I'm gonna kill you. This is also good because it means that throne is now officially WWE canon. I've been waiting for this day. And this just triggered this huge brawl. But it was one of these WWE brawls that they just get so right. And you start saying to yourself, man, I think these two really want to hurt each other. They did get broken up at one point after Seth was thrown through Barry Barricade. But even then they kept finding ways to get shots in. And seriously, this is the biggest and best match when it does come to this pay-per-view. I'm just sticking with it. It's a damn pay-per-view. And I really hope we give it time and I really hope we don't do what we did in 2019 because if you know you know I actually think it could be super duper brilliant we shall find out in a few days but this is definitely get it up life is made up of many gorgeous moments cherish them all big and small with blue nile whether it's for yourself or a loved one blue nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. And then Alexa Bliss just beat Doodrop. And it's a bit like... Okay. There's really not much to say here other than the fact it went about three minutes. For a while, Doodrop was being all like, I'm really strong. When Alexa Bliss hit the Twisted Bliss and she got the one, two, three. And Nikki Ash was out here too, and she's still a superhero, so Doodrop is clearly doing a terrible job with that. And at one point, she even tried to interfere, and Alexa Bliss just flipped her away like a bug. There wasn't any real fallout or aftermath either. Everyone just looked at each other, and in fact, at one point, the camera actually caught Doodrop laughing, which I did not think was the point. But again, it was just fine. Like, it wasn't bad, and I'm glad that Alexa Bliss is back in this character, so I will give it an up, but again... This was a really lackluster roar. And you kind of felt that eventually it was going to fall off a cliff, which it did, when it was time for Ms. TV. And as I've asked before, and as I'll ask again, what even is Ms. TV? They go, it's a talk show, but that doesn't make any sense. Oh, wait a second, Simon, stop what she's going off, so I shall become El Millerino. And I've done this joke before, I'm still, still a bit worried, it's offensive, but I didn't think this Simon stopwatch thing through. Also, how the hell do people wrestle in a mask? Like, if somebody was going to run up behind me now and bludgeon me with a hammer, I wouldn't see it coming. What was even worse is that this just soon turned into like a 10, 15 minute advert. Because the Miz was all like, oh man, can you believe it? My TV show is back next week. That's right, it's Miz and Mrs. When the Streets Profits interrupted and they were like, nobody cares about that. We only care about Hell in a Cell. And they quite literally ran down the card. That was also an interruption, even if they were meant to be the guests, because Miz looked really pissed off. So that's 83 in WWE and 133 overall. And at one point they were like, oh Miz, what do you think about this? He went to answer and Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins went, it doesn't matter what you think. And I was like, great. Now we're just quoting The Rock. I'm going to turn this off. So I was super duper baffled about what we were doing here. And then it kind of made sense because Dana Brooke ran out and I was like, oh, this is 24-7 title madness. What really make you sad, though, is that T-Bar and Apollo Crews have now been thrown into this pack, or they got absolutely wrecked by the Street Profits. And eventually Tamina did hit a Samoan drop to become the 24-7 champion. And then after she had kissed Tazawa, Tamina, because there is no one in Mina, got rolled up and she lost. And Tazawa was champ. And the only good thing about all of this is Tazawa's celebration afterwards. He did this weird robot thing. I liked it. As I have told you time and time again, though, when it comes to this 24-7 title stuff, if you don't make it absolutely ludicrous and you don't make it borderline offensive, there is no point to it. It's just people running around chasing a trinket and it's never explained why you'd want it to begin with because every single person that eventually becomes the champion, their life becomes hell. But all of this was just there and I have no idea who the audience is meant to be. As you probably figured out, get it down. And then Mustafa Ali and Champa <laughs> ended in a DQ. 
hit the wall. Theory was also on commentary and kept telling us, oh, well, if Mustafa Ali does win, he's going to get a US title shot. So, of course, as soon as he was about to win, Austin Theory just beat him up. He did it right in front of the referee. And then when Ali was on the floor going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did this to me, Theory got on the mic and he said, well, I've got a terrific idea. Why don't we do that United States Championship match right now? And even though we know there are general managers in place, Nobody had a problem with it. We then did get this. It went one minute. <laughs> Theory just hit the ATL and he beat him. And then Raw <laughs> got even more weird. Because after Theory was going, oh, I did it. I'm the best. Everybody loved me. And Pierce did come out and say, well, you did a really good job. But I've spoken to Vince McMahon and he wants a fair fight. So you've got to do it again at Hell in a Cell. So once again, I asked the question, who allowed this to happen? never gonna know no one's ever going to tell me i'm going to have sleepless nights about this all of it down riddle and shinsuke nakamura also told us that they were going to bleed the bloodline dry and that was it i was gone i was just laughing i was like what are they vampires now <laughs> what's happening it was also their match next and this made all the sense the usos versus nakamura and riddle and i'll give you another <laughs> time to try and figure out how did it end Despite the fact the match around about eight seconds ago ended in a disqualification, do you think this one ended in a disqualification? Well, of course not, Simony. Nobody would do that. Yes, they would. They really, really would because they have a problem. And there was some excellent stuff here, especially when Jay got hit by the Kinsasha currently of Shinsuke and Jimmy broke it up at the last second. But again, at one point, the Uso just got a scooter. They twonked Riddle right in the head. And the referee was right here. He was just looking at it. So it just made you feel like a fool for watching. And once again, apparently we did this because this was a championship contenders match, whatever that means. So technically, Riddle and Shinsuke won because it was a disqualification. So now we're going to do it at the pay-per-view. And I was like, man, that is so lame. That is so damn lame. And why would Jimmy and Jay do that? I mean, are they stupid? Are they idiots? Do they want to get beheaded by Roman Reigns? So once again, as good as this match was, it was just shenanigan central when it came to the finishes. Let's get it down. Clearly, we hadn't screwed Ali enough at this point, so we made sure he did another promo where Theory just beat the hell out of him. And during all of this, Liv Morgan walked to the ring for a match against Rhea Ripley. And I kid you not, I know WWE does this all the time, but this one was especially gratuitous. She was honestly in that ring for about 18 minutes before the match began, because it was promo, advert, promo, advert, recap. Honestly, WWE, you should listen to me. Look at me, I'm an absolute jeeber, whatever that is, I just made it up. But you've got to stop this. It is not good TV. I mean, throughout all of that too, we were just told, oh, hey, on Sunday, we are going to do Liv Morgan, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles versus The Judgment Day, which then tied into Rhea Ripley versus Liv Morgan. I'm not going to waste your time. I refuse to do it because I had to sit through it. The match was actually pretty good. But how did it end with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment in the backwards? I was like, wait, every single match on this show ends DQ or roll-up. You're Ryan the thing. You can do whatever you want. I've said it before. A dolphin could come out and go blah. And that would be better than doing the same thing over and over again. Look at me. I'm broken. <laughs> My back has just given up. I just don't get it. You have a plethora of options. I'm gone. That's it. You have a plethora of options. Someone just goes, roll up. Someone else goes, yeah. It's a billion dollar corporation. I gotta go home. Wait, no. I am home. 
that was fast. The Judgment Day kept interfering as well, and there was a big brawl afterwards, and the good guys sent away the bad guys, which probably means the bad guys will win at Hell in a Cell. This is so difficult for me, because again, they had a really good match, and they got loads of time, and in fact, for that, I will give it up, because I like being a positive P, but all the rest is getting it down. Seriously, no more DQs, <laughs> no more roll-ups. You can have one a show. That's it. I don't know why I'm in control here, but just try it. It's like a fun project we can attempt. Also, do you know what Corey Graves said during this? He said that Damien Priest and Rhea Ripley were Edge's saints of fate. <laughs> I, I, I There's nothing. I got nothing. The saints of fate. WWE goes on Google and they just typed in thesaurus. I'm done today. This was not a good Raw. And that was especially true because then we got to our main event segment and it was a contract signing between Omos, Bobby Lashley and MVP. And this hadn't been mentioned once. And if it had, I must have missed it. But seriously, this was as by the numbers as it comes. So it was the same as ever when they did sign the deal and then decided, oh man, we should fight. And the best part about all of this is just as Omos and Bob were about to go at it, Bobby Lashley just went, ah. Now the camera was too close in on him. The frame was too close. So you didn't see that Cedric Alexander had popped up to give him a chop block. So at one point, just looked like he died. He was useless as always though, as Lashley just did away with him. And then there was a table in the ring and Omos was gonna throw Lashley through it. But eventually Omos got speared through it and we kept being told on commentary, can Bobby Lashley do the impossible again? I'm like, did you hear what you just said? That doesn't make any sense. So I gotta give this a down as well because the whole point of a go-home show, or at least the raw go-home show, is that when the credits do roll, you should be like, man, I can't wait for that pay-per-view. But instead, it just feels like WWE has gone with basically a B show, so who cares? And there will be good stuff on it, but when it comes to the promotion, I am totally mystified. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Monday Night Raw. And look, this wasn't like an all-time bad episode, but again, the second half of it just completely went awry. And I was kind of glad when it was done. And that's me saying it. I'm a positive Pete, but it's getting it down. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't, right? Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.